Shut up. I'm listening to Zdenek English podcast. You're listening to Zdenek English podcast. By far the greatest English podcast on earth for English learners since sliced bread. My name is Zdenek and I'm your host. So hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zdenek English podcast and my guest today is really interesting. She is from Ireland and her name is Helena. Hi hello. Helena. Nice to meet you all. Nice to have you here on the podcast. How, how is it going? Fantastic. I'm happy to be here. Great. So this is this is a weird one because you used to be my manager. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. I used to be your manager in our language school jobs over the summer. Exactly. So my boss. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Helena, you are an English teacher just like myself. So, would you mind introducing yourself to us a little bit? So, I am an English teacher. I teach one-to-one -one and group lessons online. Um, <clears throat> I usually promote my stuff via Instagram, so learn English with Lena. And yeah, I've been doing that for a while now, about over a year. So I'm a relatively fresh English teacher, not like yourself, Stanek. You're so much younger than me, so it, it all well, makes sense. <laughs> so I'm getting into my English career. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what is it like? So far, so good? So far, so good. Yeah, it's nice to have a couple of students in the evenings. And online teaching is just a great way to get yourself out there and push your boundaries and learn new things. Um, which some classroom teachers might not get the opportunity to have. Exactly. Well, you probably know, or at least my listeners know, that I got into teaching online, like, literally when the pandemic happened. So for mm -hmm. me, I, I, I had a different route. Like, for you, this is the first thing you, you did, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, so we, we can find you at learn.english.with.com dot lena l-e-n-a um so this is so you have instagram that's your main platform but are you anywhere else or just on instagram for the moment i might uh take a take a leaf out of your book and go to youtube maybe sometime soon <laughs> um but that's not in my immediate plan yet okay so how is instagram then so you are from the tiktok generation aren't you or Uh, I'm a little bit older than the TikTok generation, but it's very similar to TikTok in that you're just mm. creating reels. Like, unfortunately, now the way Instagram has gone, uh, the algorithm only picks up these like six or seven second videos. So yep. your main source of how you're going to promote yourself out there. That's right. I think they do this because they are competing with TikTok, actually. I think uh, so Yeah, you say unfortunately. So, is there is there uh, something else that you would prefer doing over this uh, on Instagram? Mm, not really, but it would be nicer to like create maybe like um, posts, creating posts that have a bit more kind of grammatical value. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, but it makes sense. Why would you do something that? yeah exactly why would you do something that's not going to get seen exactly you you want to be more sort of focused on your on your aim and exactly. in this case it, it is you want to show yourself to your to your students or to your potential client exactly. right exactly oh, okay 
Okay. So, um, what kind of reels do you record then? Would would you would you like to tell us? I would mainly focus on like phrasal verbs or different ways to say things, just for learners to try and think differently about the English language that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that would mostly be it. Okay, fantastic. So everyone, uh, if you want to fo- follow Helena or Lena, which one do you prefer, Helena or Lena? I like Lena. I think it's got Lena. a nice ring to it. Yeah, but I have to learn to to say that because I I always used to call you Helena. <laughs> yes, yes. No, my 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 boss my boss name is Helena, so I'm a bit more informal with my teaching. Okay, great. So once again, at learn dot English uh, dot with dot Lena. That's your Instagram handle. Thank okay, you. fantastic, um, Helena. So Alina, what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, I am Irish, so I would like to talk a little bit about that. Um, I would promote coming to Ireland to learn English. I think it's a fantastic place. I think yeah. our accents are a lot easier than the British accent sometimes, or difficult depending on where in the country that you go. Um, but yeah, talk about Ireland. Yeah, and I also have to say that one of the fun, one of the great things is that you are still in Europe, uh, in the European Union, unlike the UK. So that's like a massive, massive advantage, I think, for you and for anyone wanting to go to the British Isles, right? I would definitely agree with that. Uh, it's not as complicated anymore. I think after um, there was terrorist attacks in England, a lot of people kind of, for those who were sending younger students to Ireland, they decided, or to England, they decided that Ireland would be a better place to go, just a little bit safer, kind of, we're neutral in every sort of geopolitical argument. Hmm. So when you mentioning terrorist attacks, do you mean the ones that happened like in 2006? Because... Uh, there oh. was ones in Manchester in like 2018 or 19. Oh, okay, okay. So something yeah. more recent, recent, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. I think I think uh, this is a big thing, yeah, because it's so much simpler to travel to Ireland for me and to work there, and you know, free. What 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 is it? Free movement of people, free movement of capital. What's yeah, what free else movement is of trade as well. Yeah. So. Exactly. And it's like, I don't know, Ireland is small, so there's that much more of a community feeling to it. Did you get that when you were here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) uh, summer school, as you know, the circumstances that like you work 24-7, literally, so there's not much time to, you know, so um, sort of discover Ireland or get to know people. But I tried. I tried as much as I could. That's true. It was a full-on summer, but I guess that's what you're going to get the year after, or the first year after everything had been closed for so long. Just everyone getting used to it, the backlash of not having staff. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) We all felt it. Yeah, yeah. Not enough teachers. I didn't even talk about this yet. (laughs) (laughs) On here on the on the podcast and on my YouTube channel, I haven't I haven't really talked about it, but it was a special number. It will uh, go down in our memories. <laughs> exactly. So, um, 
I just want to say at this point that you are actually not the first person from Ireland on this podcast. Uh, I'm just going to give a short list of people that have been on this podcast and they are from Ireland. So the first person I talked to, I think, from Ireland was Ashling a few years ago. And then um, I had Radek on the podcast. Who is, Radek is from Poland, but he's been living in Ireland since he was two. Um, mm. And I met him on my way back from Dublin actually on the airport I got drunk I got a few beers was very chatty and then on 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 the plane I met this cool guy so uh, later on a few days later I recorded a podcast with him and then uh, you may remember her from our summer job Orla mm -hmm. um, one of the teachers we recorded um, a podcast about cooking because she's she's uh, she lo she loves cooking and she's got a Instagram page about it um, and then um, someone you work with quite closely Carl uh, has I been on my football show as well on the YouTube show about football I do and which I now publish on my podcast as well Aww. and then it's then there is you Helena so um, first of all the, the the Irish accent yeah so it is a bit different but um, as you said I don't think it's that difficult if you have like there there is a difference isn't there like um definitely um the british accent is very typically british like you could you could notice it straight away um i don't know if it's me or other irish people as well but i have a very neutral accent i think mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it's very understandable like you are also a teacher so like that's probably why i'm also a teacher and i yeah. i have like a lot of friends who English isn't their first language so I, I am very aware when I am speaking um, that yeah. I need to slow down and not use so many colloquialisms but Irish as a language like there is Irish English like you think that you're learning British English but there is Irish English um, yeah. not Irish accent listeners we that's be something we have to establish we're talking about the Irish the Irish language, which is different from English. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Irish language. It's like something that we learn. It's our second language is right. Irish. Uh, English is our first language, but it's an Irish English. So it's kind of amalgamated, like words yeah. like track, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's Irish. Part of, that, that's part of English, though. Like every, like, it's part of English, exactly. Yeah. What's or the crack? Yeah. We give out. I remember when I was doing my CELTA, I was trying to explain to a student if someone was getting angry at them, I was like, oh, they're giving out to them. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, to give out is to get angry. That's mm -hmm. only used in Irish English. Okay. Okay. Good Not to a know. English phrasal verb. So it's strange. A lot yeah. of people kind of find it hard to differentiate the two. Yeah. You said you said that Irish is your second language, and you learned. I guess you learned learn it at school. But yeah. is this, is it like this for everyone, or are there some people that have Irish as their first language? Is that even a thing? There are some people that have Irish as their first language in areas that we call the Gaeltacht. So there's different areas within Dublin, within Galway, Donegal, a lot along the west coast of Ireland. You find a lot of well talked areas where Irish mm. is their first language um, but you'll see 
on all of our signposts, we have both English and Irish. Or on anything that's official, we have in English and Irish. Yeah. I remember I was I was on the bus when I was on the bus and they were saying the names of the stations even in English and Irish. Mm -hmm. I hope I remember it correctly. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything like that. But there is only two percent of the population whose Irish is their first language. So it's not very many. But I think on Duolingo, like there's actually more people learning Irish on Duolingo than there are native Irish speakers in the world. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's wow. interesting. That I think a lot cool. of Americans who have like Irish heritage, like Right, be, right. Because like, and yeah. connect Cause, with the language because Irish, the Irish, they were the first um, pilgrims, right? Or the you know yes. the settlers, the first settlers in um, in the USA. In the USA, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people in the USA they have they have these names like oh, I can't think of like this is NHL play O'Reilly or yeah O'Brien and yeah. yeah all Irish names. What does it what does it mean? Oh something. Why why is it part of the name? Oh, I believe has something to do with the man. Like it comes from the father's side. And it's like oh burn. But you wouldn't have that with a woman. With a woman you would have in oh, Irish okay. E, E Canila or something like that. Oh, I see. I see. So it's cool. like it's coming from the father's name. Cool. So when you if if we were to, to talk about the Uh, Irish accent, not the Irish language. Then, so I guess the main difference would be that it's a rhotic, rhotic accent, right? Yeah, you're right. So you 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 pronounce your R's. Yes, we do. Uh, it's not What? like Spanish or Portuguese or anything like that. Our R's are very prominent. And then there might be some a few differences between vowels or something like that. Uh, is there is there anything else we should we should mention? I, I we don't have to go into details or anything. I believe that we tend to overpronounce our vowels a good bit. Um, that would be especially where I'm from in Carlo, we overpronounce our vowels a lot. Uh, but there is various differences when you get to Ireland. There is like a Dublin accent. There's two types of Dublin accents. There's North Dublin and South Dublin. You mm -hmm. have Cork. You have West Cork, which is you can bear. I can barely understand a West Cork <laughs> accent. Um, you have the North Donegal, Monaghan. They have a very different type of accent, and then you have the Southeast. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a bucket full of languages, really. Accents, sorry. Nice. And so, what about the so the students? Uh, how do they? Because, like you know, you know, like I, I've talked about this. Maybe I'm not sure if with you, but definitely with my listeners. That the thing, the native speakerism, that sometimes is difficult for me to promote myself or to just convince everyone that my accent doesn't matter so much. I can still help my students so much. But I, I wonder how it's for you as an Irish woman, as an English teacher from Ireland. Do you, do you actually face something similar? As me, because you know how everyone is like, oh, I want British and American English. Like, that's that. That's it. But nobody is like, I, I say nobody. It's not true, probably. But you know what I mean? Like, it's the minority of people that are interested in Scottish English or, I don't know, Wel Welsh English. So I wonder how it's with 
Irish accent? Um, Irish accent is one thing, but I think you have a lot of people that do want to learn about Ireland and want to mm. have that culture connect uh, with their teachers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Sometimes, like... British English is just over-promoted, I would say. Um, so it's nice to find something a little bit different. Yeah. But it's um, still English. Like, you, it's still English. Like, what, what, English. What's, the, what's the problem? Like, you, if it's perfect English and you as a teacher can help your student and it's about what you know as a teacher, how well you can explain things, how what, what's your personality like. And I and, think our accent. Yeah like having a more neutral accent is also better um, yeah. because like a lot of students would use movies to improve their listening and in movies you might get English or British speaking actors you might get American speaking actors and you need to have that versatility yeah absolutely absolutely it doesn't it definitely doesn't hurt right no, <laughs> it doesn't exactly. hurt hiring you you or me <laughs> as, as uh, a teacher, I, I think, yeah. um, for sure. Um, okay, cool. So um, your capital is Dublin. That's that's actually where we worked, right? We worked in UCD, UCD in UCD, which yeah, stands the biggest, for... Uni the biggest college in Ireland. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it, UCD stands for University College Dublin, right? Yes. And I have to say the first time I when I arrived, like I got completely lost in the campus. It's so huge. It's massive. I was lost for about a week. I couldn't find my way around. It was just so overwhelming and so huge. But afterwards, like you learned a couple of shortcuts and it's not too bad. I think it's pretty a pretty cool place, actually. Like all the it gives you, I don't know, like this vibe of like Oh, this is some. This is a massive place. This is like a place where it would be nice to study. Actually, you know, like because we were there in summer. It was like very. It was not very busy, right? No, it was very quiet. Very quiet. But I could imagine like, a student like walking around and you know, like the different like um, buildings of of the of the university, right? So you've got like. Yeah the science building and then it was like one of the what was it called the medical the medical Cent health medical science center or some yeah agricultural building and yeah. yeah i know it was a nice campus and they're mm -hmm. building on extra accommodation for more students to be able to stay there this year soon so that should be finished i'd say early 2023 mm-hmm Wow, 2023, that, that's coming so close, isn't it? Don't get me started on that. <laughs> time flies, oh, time flies. When you're having fun. Yeah, exactly. So obviously uh, Dublin is not only UCD. So <laughs> uh, what would be things that you would recommend to a tourist if they were to come to Dublin? Hi, I'm Matthias, and I like to Chambro because I think there are very nice people and the atmosphere is overall really good. For more information about the Achievers Chamber, go to teacherthenec.com.
Dublin is a very metropolitan city, I would say. Um, you have a lot of things to do. It's very expensive. That's the only thing that I would say is a kind of a drawback. Um, you, if you like food, it was a great place to go. There's a lot of like different types of food, not necessarily mm -hmm. Irish food, but there's a huge Mexican community in our in yeah. Dublin. So like, there's a great Mexican place uh, called El Grito. Um, there's a lot of Brazilian places. The nightclubs have been taken over by our Brazilian residents. So like, <laughs> go to Dicey's. On a Sunday night, they're just constantly playing reggaeton. Mm. Um, if you're into that, um, the Guinness Storehouse obviously is one of the best places that people should go. It's kind of expensive, but you get a like a really good view on the Gravity Bar, a really good view of the city. Um, if you want a similar view of the city, you could just go upstairs at the shopping center, Stevens Green. And you can get a kind of like an aerial view just from the top car park up there. That's what I used to do with my students. Um, just bring them up there instead of having to pay to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of lovely Georgian parks in the yeah. city. Here, like Ivy Gardens and Marion Square. They're all lovely. And sometimes they have like on Saturdays, they might have like a little food market or like little stalls that are selling things. Um, but yeah, Dublin is great if you want to go to Dublin and see things. There's loads to do. Now that you mentioned the parks, uh, I went to one park and I had one day off. One of my <laughs> few days off. I don't know how many I had. Like, it was like two or three. Well, it but... wasn't my fault. Me being your boss, it wasn't no, my fault. No, 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 no. It wasn't Helena. Disclaimer. Uh, it wasn't Helena. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that busy there. And on my day off, I went to one of the parks and I taught a private lesson uh, with a student uh, over my phone. And it was really cool and a memorable lesson for my student because I was pretty much the whole lesson was about me showing uh, my student the park and the things I saw there. And I was walking around and talking a lot about birds in particular. <laughs> a lot of birds, different, different, different species. So it was quite a, quite a cool experience yeah that's great that's active learning for you yeah i was quite also like there were a lot of people there so it was like in really interesting really interesting yeah. place to be like as as amazing as dublin is i don't think it encapsulates the culture like irish culture anymore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think if you were to go to galway did you get to go to galway while you were I in ireland I, I was in glendalough though glendalough is beautiful yeah Ugh. Glendalough. Glendalough, okay. Glendalough. Um, Irish for the Glen, which is valley, Da, mm -hmm. which is two, and then Loch, which is lake. So the valley of two lakes, Glendalough. Loch. Isn't that, that, isn't that quite similar to how Scottish people would say that? Oh, they have would, the, lo the Loch Ness Monster or something like that, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of crossover between like Ireland and Scotland with um, the Celtic language yeah cool and there's one one more thing i want to ask you about so i went to primark i I knew there would be primark because people are telling me there is a primark pennies yeah 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 and and i was searching for the the shop because i used to i used to go quite often in the uk and mm -hmm. i just found it on the google maps easily but then when i actually went there 
it was called pennies. I was like, why? What, what is that? I'm but not quite know- sure. I think it originated as pennies. Like originally it was pennies. And then when the UK uh, bought it, they called it Primark. And uh, then since then it's been called Primark, but it's always been pennies here. Yeah. Yeah. But people refer to it as Primark. So it can be qu- quite confusing for, true. for some. True. Or Primark. Some people um, ah. mis- mispronounce it as Primark. Really? Yes. Okay. okay nice. So, so, but I think like we mentioned Dublin, which is the capital, right? It's the, it's the most populous uh, uh, place. But uh, actually, like at least for me, like the best thing about Ireland is like how green it is and the nature. And it's like for me personally, like I went to one one other town, Glendalough. Right? Is it a town? It's not a city, right? It's just a town. Small um, town. It's less than that. It's just a place. It's kind of like oh. it wouldn't even be a village. Just oh, like- okay. Area, yeah, but it was, yeah, and it was it was so nice. Like there was a lake, uh, a lot of like when we went through the forest, like it was so like I like photogenic. If that's if I can describe it like that, like you would always want to take photos of every yeah. single place and selfies as well. <laughs> so, yeah, students love the selfies. And there were students that were going swimming in the lakes in Glendalough. Was there that one? Yeah, I know. Seriously? Crazy, yeah. Because, like, the one thing about Glendalough is when you go out you out into the water, you walk, but then there's a huge drop, and they always recommended don't go swimming there, don't go swimming there. <laughs> the one day of the summer that I got to go to Glendalough, of course, there were students stripping off with their knickers, and then they were just... <laughs> wow well don't don't tell students that they can't do something or they will do it you know (laughs) that's that's students for you that is Uh, one one thing that i just that just um crossed my mind we are talking about glendalock here but i i bet that some people listening to this and watching this on youtube by the way this is also uh, on youtube if you are listening some people are trying to Google this place, and I bet they're struggling <laughs> typing it in because of the, you know, because obviously that's the thing about uh, Irish names and um, name places. It is bloody difficult spelling, and it's pronounced in a completely different way than it is spelled. So that is true. So Glenda Locke is Glendalough, G-L-E-N-D-A-L-O-U-G-H. Yeah, Glendalough. I'll put it up on screen. Uh, wait, give me one second. So this is, ladies and gentlemen, the spelling of Glendalough. <laughs> I, like, it looks pretty normal to me, but I can imagine how it looks to someone who Irish is not your first language at all. Yeah. It's like well, Neve. Have you ever tried to spell Neve? Uh I used to work with one Neve, so I could get it this right actually. Um uh, but I will not get it right. Well let's see. Is it like this? N I A M H. Because I used to work with Neve, so that's why. <laughs> or Ushin. 
Yeah, Oisin, and there was also Orla and Sinead. Kahal. These are really, really tough names if this is the first time you, you come across them. Yeah. Yeah, Irish names are some of the most difficult in the world, I think. Zdenek is pretty unique. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not that's not an English name, right? So like uh, there's there's that. Like I like um oh your names are also not English names, but like yeah. you speak English so well that it's your first language in most cases. So that's why like it's a bit strange, right? Yeah. Like, Zdenek everybody would expect from like from a non-native to have a weird name. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah, my name, I think my name is Greek after is Helen. Helen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I w wasn't it like also a name of an area? Helene? There's, a, an island yeah, there's or an island called St. Helena. Oh, okay. It's like in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And wasn't also like one period in Greek history named after after Helena or something, Helene, Helena's period or something, I can't remember. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> or Helena, Helene culture or something like that. Hellenistic, something like that. Very Greek. I can't remember. So, yeah. Well, it's all Greek to me, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to know history, but um, I forgot everything, Helena. I wow. forgot it all. I, yeah, I used to have an exam in history and Anyway, that's uh, that's uh, for a different podcast. We are talking about Ireland. I think you also mentioned one place in Dublin to do with Guinness. This is like Guinness. What was it? Guinness Storehouse. Guinness Storehouse. Okay, so should talk about Guinness because personally, this is one of the best things about <laughs> Ireland for me. So, <laughs> did you have many pints of Guinness? Then I, I did. I did quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is the thing. You probably didn't have them in the right places because Irish people would be very particular about where they have their pints of Guinness. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But I still enjoyed, like, I had I had them in UCD. Like, what was what was the name of the... Oh, I forget. I it wasn't New Bar, I think that's in DC. It's like a student's, student's bar, you know, um... I can't remember, but remember. that's where where I had most of my pints, and then at the airport, yeah. So I I can imagine those are not the, like a traditional places. No, yeah. like I've been to the Guinness Storehouse plenty of times. It's where they show you the story of like how Guinness is made and the history of Guinness, yeah. Um, since it has been produced, and then you go up every level so the seven floors and on the seventh floor they have this uh what's called the gravity bar so it's just kind of a circular area that has is filled with window so you can see out all the top of dublin and it's a really nice kind of um 360 view of the city mm -hmm. um but if you're looking for a real good pint of guinness i would say get out of dublin Come to somewhere like Carlo, find a really old pub, really old pub, and that's where you're going to get your best pint of Guinness. It's not just the best on atmosphere, but it's the best on taste as well. Yeah, I have to say, I, I come from a country where if anyone knows the Czech Republic, they know it usually because of beer, right? Because beer is really huge here. 
and we are very proud of that as well. But I have to say, I, I always enjoy Guinness. Like it's something, spe it's it's a, it's really special for me. So I even like even when I was in the UK, when I was working in England, I worked there a few times, not just in summer. And uh, I would I would always have Guinness. I know it's you will tell me it's not the same in the UK and in Ireland, which is true, but it's definitely better there than here, <laughs> here in the Czech Republic. <laughs> Is it hard to get Guinness there? I think it, it is. I mean, you, there are some Irish pubs here, I guess. So I don't. I, if I, if I, you know, like they might be expensive though. Yeah. Well, Guinness is very expensive. If you go into Temple Bar, Temple Bar is this area in Dublin that tourists love. But I'm saying it's such a tourist trap because, like, the pints of Guinness are maybe seven or eight euro. Whereas mm. anywhere outside of the city, they should be like maybe four fifty to a fiver. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy. Really, Dublin has its tourist traps, and you really need to avoid them if you are going yeah. to Dublin. We all have these tourist traps. Like there, <laughs> there are tourist traps in Prague as well. In my capital, you know, maybe it's just not Guinness, but something else. Yeah, I yeah. understand. So. You yourself are a big fan of this um, beverage then? I love Guinness. Guinness is fantastic. I love it. But I, I will not. I'm picky about Guinness. I don't want Guinness that's bad. So I won't get the Guinness in the tourist traps or I um, won't get Guinness in England. <laughs> Definitely won't get it in Prague. <laughs> All right. And... Um... You don't you don't drink Guinness before your lessons or anything like that. Oh no, definitely. <laughs> but I should. I might start incorporating it. It's got iron in it. Guinness has a lot of iron in it. They recommend pregnant women to drink a pint of Guinness. Do they? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm from a small town called Podjebrady, which is a spa spa town, and our mineral water is also full of iron. Uh, so that's there's a connection there. <laughs> it's literally like when you when you like uh fill up your bottles uh and you use the same bottles for a, for a long time mm -hmm. it will change the color it will be like ginger the color will be ginger because of wow, iron because of minerals wow because yeah there will be like sediment like at the bottom so yeah wow, it has iron, iron in it yeah and you don't filter it at all um well there is like if you buy it in a shop if you buy it in a shop, it's it goes through that 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 mineral water that is called podjebratka that goes through um, chemical process. Mm -hmm. Actually, used, I used to teach some people at that factory where they where they make that water. But if you go to this, like we've got a few like springs here, mm -hmm. you go there and just it's free, right? So everyone can get that water. It's nice refreshing sparkling but also it's full of iron so if some people drink it long term is it a good thing i don't know wow. <laughs> a lot of iron in your body would you an orange and isn't it the same for irish people when they drink a lot of guinness aren't they going to get like become magnetic or something <laughs> imagine <laughs> be drawn to magnets so i don't know my goodness so they, their face turns red anyway yeah. something is up Exactly, exactly. Right. Um, 
obviously, um, one thing we should talk about is the Irish weather, which you already touched upon when you sort of you were saying as it was a big thing that somebody was swimming in the lake. For, yeah, yeah, which is which is cold, right? In Ireland, yeah, freezing, even in summer, stagnant water is always going to be very cold. How cold? Like maybe like two or three degrees Celsius. Oh, yeah, I was wondering if that's Fahrenheit. Yes, <laughs> Celsius. Oh, really? Even, yeah. Okay. Two or three degrees, in, three even degrees. in summer? Even in summer, definitely. The water temperature is freezing. But I love, I love personally, I love going sea swimming. And that's into the go to the ocean and then swim, whether it's cold, whether it's warm. It's typically always cold. But yeah, it's a <laughs> big thing that Irish people have gotten into since the pandemic. Yeah. Well, it must it must make you tough, really, because like, you know how people I I don't know, like I think it's almost everywhere these days, like they they go swimming into almost like icy water mm -hmm. just to tough, just to tough. What's the to toughen up? Yeah. Goodness. sorry it's said they say it's mindfulness mindfulness yeah yeah i think so it's to do with uh getting your immune system built up yeah you have like the wim hof method which is a type of breathing and then mm. they say that if you do this type of breathing before plunging into freezing cold water you won't feel how cold the water is okay but i think it's true yeah oh so irish people were just putting hair on our chest all the time <laughs> yeah and like people take cold shower as well and all that yeah but but so in ireland you don't have a choice like if you want because it's so it's really cold there i, I was surprised how how cold it was in summer i have to say we had a few hot days yeah we had a few hot days one you know when there was a heat wave in europe yeah um, most people like in italy it would be like around 40 in france i have one student from france around 40 and they were melt they were melting literally but in ireland we had like 26 max but that's actually 27 28 now that's actually pretty unusual right for summer definitely our summers are pretty cold <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's like uh, the wind is something like once we don't have wind it's fine but like during the winter it's so windy and that wind is what we would call a skinner it's like it would skin you alive like it's very cold yeah so i don't know why i just i just underestimated it a little bit i have to tell you i didn't expect it to be that cold in ireland but then when I looked at the map, it's like in the same latitude, is that called latitude, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same latitude as, as like Manchester and these places, right? Dublin. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's like uh, this the the map, the map distorts or something. I, I think know. it's the Atlantic coast. Like we are like an island off the Atlantic coast. So we're going to get the harsh weather from the Atlantic more so than Britain because mm -hmm. it's further away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the weather is always awful. It's like, it's kind of nice right now. It's like the blue skies, but you can see that there's a bit of air fluctuating and just yeah. it's not going to be a day for wearing a t-shirt. You have to wear a jumper, you have to wear a jacket um at this time of year everyone always gets sick as well oh yeah so what's the temperature now 
Ooh. Roughly, you don't you don't have to like. <laughs> I'd say it's about ten degrees. Ten degrees. Mm -hmm. Check temperature. Yeah, thirteen degrees. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Wind is like thirty-four kilometers, so that's where it gets cold. That would blow me away for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, well, there's so many things to talk about. Yeah, so I mean, I guess Irish people, my experience, very friendly people, very good. friendly. Good, good. I like to oh. hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Irish people were known for being friendly people, um, but I think it's kind of like there's a type of there's a generation that are very like closed-minded. Like I think very hard to make friends with some irish people really yeah i think so what generation yeah. is that then like when when the, when were they born i think it's the generation just undermined so like the 20 year olds really yeah yeah like the 20 year olds now because like they just like having worked in the language school and like been people's boss and like seeing how people interact with people i can just tell that that generation they're so anxious they're okay. so like on their phones. You probably saw it with some of the students yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, they find it harder to interact with people. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's just like the age of technology rather than like yeah. an Irish people problem. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. But um, yeah, Irish people are pretty friendly. I think they're more friendly the further away from Dublin you get. <laughs> That's like, also quite common like uh, in, in big cities people are yeah. less people are busier and you know they don't have time for you and that's true chasing yeah. chasing money and things like that right so it's quite common that outside big cities you would get the the, the, the the friendliest people yeah i would say if you were going to ireland i would go as west as possible as you could i think mm. if you travel along the west coast it's going to be one of the most beautiful scenic places that you've ever been Ice. during the summer don't go during the winter during the winter it's bleak it's horrible just it rains all the time and the best the best place to make friends from ireland i guess it's in a pub just like when i whenever i was in a pub there were like literally random stra like strangers walking up to me and saying nice things to me i was like why is everybody so nice to me like maybe <laughs> i was wearing a t-shirt with something and they were like so nice like giving me compliments and i was like whoa what did I do? How did I deserve that? Like that's what I like about uh, the Irish people. It's just uh, they are good. They are a good crack. Good crack. We're a great crack. Yeah. <laughs> we are the best crack. Uh, is that so? Sorry, is that just to just to make sure I'm I'm saying it in the right way? Is it an uncountable noun? So you yes. are you are good crack. So not a good crack. You're no, good exactly. crack. Mm. No, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. So would you confirm that then? Oh, yeah, definitely. We are a great crack. Fantastic crack. <laughs> a bit cracked in the head. but <laughs> who, isn't, who isn't Lena? Who isn't these days? You know, come on. <laughs> yeah, As long as you're not on crack, everything yeah. is fine. <laughs> as long as you're not on crack. That's not good crack. That's no. bad crack. <laughs> Exactly. By the way, it's pronounced, uh, it's spelled in a different way. That's true. As well. 
So the the Irish word crack, uh, I believe, no, that's Neve. Neve. Um, I'll speak this, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Well done. Oh. <clears throat> and it means so, fun. It means fun, but I think it means more things, doesn't it? It means... Yeah, it's like fun. You're having a good time. It's like wellness almost. Like it's good crack. It's like it's but great. It also, but it also is used in that phrase, what's the crack, right? It's like, what's up? What's up? Yeah. It's like, what's up? What's going on? Where's the fun? So it seems to have more meanings. It's true. It's a diverse word. It's a very diverse word. Definitely useful if you go to Ireland. Definitely. Yeah. So I guess we should also mention the traditional Irish music. Because I remember like when I was working in um, Wembley in the center in the summer camp, there were a few there were a few Irish activity leaders and okay. man I believe the manager the, the center manager was was she also yeah, I think so she was also Irish so she, sometimes we would go to Irish pub uh, Irish clubs mm -hmm. in London so that's like where I first came across the Irish music Didn't so, you? Yeah. wow Irish music is very like intimate, I would say, is a good way to describe it. Like the musicians don't like standing up. They're just everyone's sitting down. Everyone's very quiet. Uh, you either all play at the same time or one person will play and they, they won't look up or kind of make a show of themselves. There won't be any floodlights down on them. Uh, or spotlights they will just play themselves and everyone would be respectful and quiet and listen to that musician play did you find that when you were there well we were in clubs so it was like irish music and everybody dancing and oh, it, was so it was like modern modern irish music maybe modern irish music or it was yeah. uh, probably ra music the republican army so we call it the ra Mm -hmm. uh, during the time of like the troubles between the Republic and the North, we had an Irish Republican army and there was a lot of kind of music that stemmed from that time and it yeah. would be called rebel songs. So Irish people get very excited when they hear rebel songs playing. Yeah, it was very like very melodic, very melodic music. And what else do I remember? Like kind of cheerful, very cheerful, right? It's like it has those cheerful melodies and... Da, 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 yeah, da, da. yeah, I get it. Yeah, it would have um, started with as been played with an instrument, but then developed with uh, lyrics and stuff like that after the troubles and stuff. And, and I also remember that one of the one of the people one of the colleagues there, she would get drunk, and she would sing this song, which was like a loop. She, it would go on for ages. You would keep singing it. Do you, do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm referring to? I think so. There's a couple of songs like that. Um, that was cool as well. They would go on forever, and then you'd add a little piece each time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. the bog is that the one? Say it again. The rattling bog. Oh, roll yeah, that rings a bell. And in the valley, oh yeah. Yeah good one that's a good one yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, but you have to be really drunk for it because you have to go feather in the bird bird in the leaf and leaping tree and tree da, 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 da. 
Yeah, all I could do is just bob my head because like it was so hard for me to follow and to just yeah. learn it or anything. And I was drunk as well, so it was just <laughs> that's when Irish English gets very hard. Yeah, especially when people are drinking. Yeah, well, it was nice. It was nice, and I I did have an earworm a little bit after after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do, do you think there is anything else, Lena, that we should mention? I mean, we we probably just scratched the surface, really. But... No, I think we got it good. If everyone, like, go to Dublin, maybe stay three days in Dublin. Don't go to Temple Bar. Um, try find some nice little quiet spots that are uh, owned by non-native Irish people. I would definitely say that. Like, go mm -hmm. to the Mexican places. Go to the Turkish places. Like, they have great food. Um then get out of the city and go to the West because the West is best in my opinion. Um, it's where you're going to meet, like you're going to see real Irish culture, go to the Gwail Talked areas. Uh, the scenery is beautiful along the West. You've got the Burren in Clare. You've got the Cliffs of Moher. Um, you have in the North, you have the, um, the Black Stairs Mountains. Like it's just, it's beautiful. So I would definitely recommend that for anyone who is planning on going to Ireland. Um, yeah. And yeah, come, don't forget your don't forget come, your camera. Yeah. And also bring bring some warm clothes just warm in case. Clothes, definitely layers, yeah. as we would say, bring layers. Um, I hope you enjoy Guinness. I hope people try Guinness because it is a fantastic drink as yep. Nick has plenty of experience with. Big fan, big fan, I have to say. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and yeah, just meet people, meet people. People are like just amazing wherever you can find them. That's true. Well, thank you very much, Lina, for being on this podcast. Once again, this is your Instagram, at uh, learn.english.with.lina for some educational videos. And so um, if you're learning English, why not follow Lina as well? Exactly. Thank you, Stanek. <laughs> Thanks very much for featuring on the podcast, Lina, and um, have good crack. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have great crack now later. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.